and my mother had been out to dinner, they purchased Halloween masks for us kids and wore them all the way home. Maybe he sounds gross, but the same man who introduced us to the joy of flatulence also filled the house with Chopin. I found him thrilling, we all did. So when we crowded into his sterile hospital room and saw his white face and his nose wired up to oxygen, we clutched at each other. We put Mozart on. Oh guys, that's great, he said. Hey dad, Kathy has to tell you about Jerry getting his hepatitis shot. I told about my husband's embarrassing hepatitis shot, which he had erroneously assumed would be in his arm. <laughs> Kevin relayed his story of the night he was on stage in Chicago. Someone passed gas in the front and two whole rolls of people left in the middle of one of Kevin's arms. <laughs> Have you seen the one who comes to give me my bath, Dad said, and launched into a mimicry of the taciturn nurse. We spent the night careening from one joke to another and we sang. When we got hung up on the melody, our father held up his long piano-thumping fingers, playing an imaginary keyboard. He whistled the notes. You know, I have to get better. I'm a damn brilliant guy. Two days later, my father's befuddled doctor announced that Dad could fly to Chicago. I never saw anything like his recovery. Could the laughing and singing have made a difference? Could wit really be next to godliness? I can't know for sure that our hilarity gave my dad the reprieve, and I don't suppose it matters. For this last chapter of his life, we retrieved his finest gifts, slapstick and song, and gave them back. And our time in the hospital reminded us of what it was that was special about him, like the words from a movie theme song. It was a good time. It was the best time. It was a party just being with you. Listening to a song, Simon Garfunkel, it says, Hello, darkness, my old friend. You ever hear that? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Why is darkness a friend? Then it said, silence like a cancer grows. Hear my words that I may teach you. Take my arms that I may reach you. And that's something I've begun to realize. The darkness really is our friend, and we're afraid to go into it. We're all busy exploring outer space, and we ought to be looking inside ourselves. But it's scary in there. It really is. But that's where the light really comes from. When you go into the darkness, what things you can find. Three of our children took a tour through Europe last year. And we got some interesting letters back. And they said they were in a small kingdom right next to Czechoslovakia that most people don't know about. And there was a sign up on a tree and it said, do not enter the king's apple orchard or eat any of the king's apples because if you do, you will end up 100 feet under the ground. So they stayed away. But a couple of days later, the newspaper headlines, King's daughters eat apples and disappear. And apparently they did not believe their father included them in the proclamation. <laughs> and later on in the article it said, if anyone finds the King's daughters, because he's mortified at what has happened, they will be able to marry one of his daughters, have half the kingdom, and become king when the king dies. So naturally, three of our sons started looking. <laughs> They don't like to work, is basically what it is. And, they, and we were getting all this in the mail, rather exciting. And they said one night, they came to a cabin where there was food on the table, and they went in, nobody appeared, so they had dinner and went to sleep. And the next morning, when they woke up, nobody had showed up. So the oldest one said, let's just stay here, and we'll search from here, might as well. And he said, I'll stay, clean up, you two guys, Stephen and Jeffrey, go out and look. They go out, John's there, and a dwarf shows up. 
And the dwarf said, excuse me, do you have anything to eat? And John said, sure, come on in. There's plenty of bread left on the table. Cuts him a piece, hands it to him, and the dwarf drops it. He says, can you get it for me? And John said, of course, be glad to help. And as he bends to pick up the bread, the dwarf clubs the hell out of him. And when the other two came back, he's all black and blue, but he's embarrassed. He doesn't explain what happened. Jeffrey's there the next day. He goes through the same thing. The dwarf shows up. He bends to help him get the bread. Whammo. The third morning, Stephen is there. And the dwarf shows up again. He says, anything to eat? Stephen says, sure, have a piece of bread. And he drops it and says, can you get it for me? And Stephen said, no. He said, if you can't hang on to your bread, how are you going to survive? Pick it up, learn to hold on to it, and eat it. The dwarf said, I have something to tell you. There's a well outside. Go down 100 feet, you'll find the three princesses. You can do it, but don't trust your two older brothers. <laughs> Now, in our family, there are no secrets. Jeff and John came back.